And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, Executive Director of Hope Resource Center. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether that be live over at Joy 620 in the Knoxville area or you listen to the podcast at investinghope.com, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found, you can find this show. Look, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the country. There's a lot going on in the state of Tennessee when it comes to the abortion issue. Uh, first off, I do need to recognize that last week, August 25th, the trigger law went into effect in the state of Tennessee. And we're going to talk about that here in a second and some, some comments that were made by some politicians locally that concerns me, frankly, that, that, uh, and we'll talk about and discuss what that means and, and why we need to be uh, bold in such a time as this when it comes to the issue of life and abortion, not take our cues from Twitter or social media or, or, or anything, but take our cues from the value of life and why we are going to stand unapologetically to protect it. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Some other news came out concerning abortion and pregnancy centers in particular, uh, and that is news from Yelp and Google uh, and big tech in general. So Yelp, Yelp and Google are now, uh, again, taking their cues from the abortion industry and they're trying, okay, if, if Roe has been overturned and it's gone back to the states, and we're going to have some states that are red, some states that are pro-life, some states that say you can't have an abortion in this state, well, we're going to do everything we can to make the alternatives, uh, the, the places like pregnancy centers, we're going to make it very difficult for you to, to find them online, and we're going to make it where we are questioning their credibility we're questioning what they're doing, and that's what we see over at Yelp. So I wrote this uh, the other day, and I just, I just think I'll just read it to you. I wrote it as a message to our partners, and so we sent it as an email to, to folks that, that partner with Hope. But I wanted to bring it to you because, because I want you to understand my tone and, and why I wrote this and, and, and the messaging behind it. So I wanted to make you aware of a recent trend in tech to target, misinform, and malign organizations like Hope. This trend is concerning, but it's not surprising. Over the past few months, life-affirming organizations have been targeted physically, legislatively, and now via big tech. And we talked about that on this show. These entities have no reservations on spreading lies about our work. As Yelp and Google misinform the populace about the work of places like Hope, our three nurse practitioners and four registered nurses serve women in need. And this dichotomy isn't lost on me. I want to point out, I was just at a conference in Phoenix with over 1,600 folks that work inside of pregnancy centers day in and day out. Medical professionals, non-medical professionals, executive directors, CEOs, organizations that are doing everything they can to help women through a difficult situation. And so for big tech to come after pregnancy centers that are literally just doing good work and seeking to help people in their community, and, and for big tech to come out and question our validity and to question whether we are medical or not or licensed or not is nonsense. I mean, we have three nurse practitioners on staff at Hope. They are licensed. We have four RNs on staff at Hope. They are licensed, and they serve well, and, and they could work in any hospital in the area. 
They could serve in a number of different ways in the area, but they choose to serve inside of a pregnancy center. Why? Because they care deeply about the women in our community. But here's the consumer notice that Yelp is putting on pregnancy centers. This is what it says. So now if you go to Yelp and you type in Hope Resource Center, this is the the notice that pops up. This is a crisis pregnancy center. Crisis pregnancy centers typically provide limited medical services and may not have licensed medical professionals on site. So they just did, with a broad brush, lumped all of what they would call, quote-unquote, crisis pregnancy centers together. Now, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They want to question our credentials, which they could come to Hope Resource Center and they could see on the wall the licenses of all of our medical professionals. They could meet our medical executive committee made up of family physicians and OBs in our community. They could go to UT Hospital and, and Summit and all these other hospitals in town and they could, they could glean from them that, that the work being done at Hope is, is good work. They could go to the health department in our county and say, do y'all refer people to Hope Resource Center? And the health department would tell them, yes, we do, because they do great work and they have licensed medical professionals doing that work. No, but see, that, that takes too much work. They don't want to come and visit and see the work that's being done. Instead, they want to paint with a broad brush and they are so adamant that abortion is needed in this society that they will go the extra mile to attack those that would dare say life has value. This is why your partnership and our work is so important in a post-row America. We are spending a lot of time and resources to reach women in need, and this battle will only intensify as Yelp, Google, and social media platforms seek to hinder our work. I'll be honest, these attacks have brought about some anger and frustration. If you listen to this show enough, you have probably sensed that. This anger and frustration does not, however, drive me to act out in hate. Instead, this anger and frustration furthers my resolve and the resolve of hope to double down on our work and the service we provide to Knoxville. This doubling down doesn't happen as a solo act by organizations like Hope. No, we will only succeed with you. We are prepared to make certain that these lies and misinformation will not hinder the work of Hope and the needs of women and babies in our community. Now, look, I don't typically send out correspondence with this tone, but the current environment we find ourselves in deserves a poignant and direct response and plan to make for certain that every woman that finds herself in need will find hope in Knoxville. I'm honored to serve in such a time as this, and we are prepared to stand firm as our culture points its ire at life-affirming organizations. And, of course, we appreciate your prayers, your partnership, and your willingness to stand. And you can learn more about what we're doing at investinghope.com. Look, what, what Yelp is doing is, is making a concerted effort to silence pregnancy centers, to question the work of pregnancy centers. You've heard it from senators like Elizabeth Warren. You've heard it from uh, the HHS director. You, you've heard it from the president's administration. You've heard it from a number of folks. Why is that? Well, they, they attack pregnancy centers because pregnancy centers are doing the on-the-ground work. And it is, in fact, pregnancy centers that are seeing life change. It is, in fact, pregnancy centers that are seeing people go from choosing abortion to choosing 
life. It is, in fact, pregnancy centers that are hurting the bottom line of the abortion industry. You see, and in, in, in money talks. And so that's what's happening here. You see, the darkness hates the light. And what's at the pregnancy center? Light. You know, it's interesting. I was interviewed last week by local uh, stations here in Knoxville. And, and on the Zoom call, I'm talking with the reporters and we're, we're going through the work that we do at Hope. And, and they're talking about the trigger law and they're, they're talking about uh, what, what does that mean for the state of Tennessee? What does it mean specifically for Knoxville that, that this trigger law is going into effect and, and abortion now is, is just an outright ban? There's no longer a six-week uh, metric, but it is outright ban in the state of Tennessee. That's what the trigger law was and is. And I told them, I said, look, you know, we don't get caught up in court decisions and, and we don't take our cues from the Oval Office or legislatures or uh, the Supreme Court you know, just some folks in, in black robes. What, what we do is love our neighbor. That's what we did 25 years ago in 1997 when we opened our doors across the road from abortion clinic. We did that because we wanted the community to know that what we were offering was different than the culture of death that the abortion industry offered. What we are offering in the pregnancy center is different than the culture of death that our culture is calling for. What we are doing is different. And, and so as I told these reporters the work that we're doing, the pregnancy test, the ultrasounds, the STD testing and treatment, the well woman exams that we perform, the, the parenting education that we perform, the, the baby showers that we offer, the dad's class that we offer, the mentoring that we offer, the postpartum classes that we offer. And then I told these reporters, look, we do all of this at no cost. No cost to the patient. No cost to insurance company and no cost to the taxpayer. And both reporters from two different stations looked at me and said, I am so grateful for the work that you do. I had no idea this work was being done in our community. Now, now why would they say that? I, I don't know their, their belief system. I don't know if they're Christian I don't know if they're atheists. I don't know if they're Muslim. I don't, I don't know where they stand. I don't know if they're pro-life or pro-choice or somewhere in between. I don't know if they have kids of their own, if they're married. I don't know their background. But what they know intrinsically is here's an organization serving the community and not looking for anything in return, simply saying, we love our neighbors well. And so both reporters reached out to me after the interview and said, I'm so grateful, personally, I'm grateful that you're in this community doing what you're doing. One of the reporters uh, is from L.A., not lower Alabama, but Los Angeles. And she looked at me on the Zoom call and said, the more I spend, the more time I spend in Tennessee the more I feel like I'm in paradise. She said, the fact that y'all are here doing this work, it's like paradise, that you're offering all of these services at no cost to these women. You see, so the, the messaging behind their report, 
Now, granted, I understand our context is in the South. So if you're listening to this and you live in Colorado or, or another state and you're like, well, we don't get that kind of uh, publicity from local media, I, I'm sorry. I understand our context is a little bit different. But, but as we're having these conversations, we need to unapologetically be for life. We don't have to explain it away or go, well, it's not, you know, no, I'm unapologetically telling these folks I'm against abortion and Hope Resource Center is about life. We're about taking care of mom. We're about taking care of baby. We're about serving the dad that's involved. We're about providing care for these women. We're about being a support system for these women that have no support system. You see, we can say these things. And when we are open and honest about the work that we're doing, guess what happens? The light starts to overtake the dark. And so then you have reporters and you have folks say, I had no idea. And so what starts to happen is this myth and this narrative that's been pushed on our culture that pregnancy centers are hateful and hate women. And they're not even real. They're fake. We start to turn the tide because you can't argue. Look, I get it. We live in an illogical world, so it's hard to use logic in an illogical culture. But if you logically look at the work that's being done here in Knoxville and around the country, you can't argue. You can't. Look, as much as I would hate it, if the abortion clinics were, had the same model, where they were providing care at no cost and didn't take insurance and didn't charge for an abortion, I would, I would, it would be hard for me to look at that because it's evil and it's an atrocity. But at least I would, I would look at it and go, at least they're will, they believe in this so much. They believe in it so much that they're providing it at no cost. But see, they, they don't do that anywhere. Even in the states like California that are saying, we're going to fly you in, we're going to take care of you, we're going to be an abortion sanctuary, the taxpayers are paying for that. So, so they can't even bring themselves to do it at no cost. Why? Because it's a billion dollar industry. And they need the money. You see, but for us at the Pregnancy Center, it's a calling. We love our neighbors so much and we love life so much, we want them to know how, how much of a gift it is. We want them to know that they are cared about. And we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. We'll be back. Look, sometimes I cringe when I hear people say things like big tech. You know, big tech is attacking us or big tech is shadow banning us or, or, or whatever. But here's the reality. That, that often gets watered down because you'll have folks say, look, my post is being shadow banned. And, and, you know, and I'm like, no one's reading your post anyway. And so are, the, are you really being shadow banned or, uh, or is just no one, you know, engaging with, with your post? But there are times, like right now, where we're starting to see some things occur where we're going, well, hold on. Now, it, it does seem like they're changing algorithms. It does seem like they are targeting specific folks. It does seem like, 
they are making their way. And so when I talk about big tech, I don't do that a lot. I don't do that often. But I believe now is the time to to recognize they are specifically targeting pregnancy centers. And there's a reason for that. Our work is making a difference. They know that. Folks are starting to, to choose life, and they know that. And they're going to lose money in, in the states that are restricting abortion. The abortion industry is going to lose money, and they know that. And so they're trying to figure out a way. Well, if we we got to hinder the work that's being done by those that would uh, attack us, by those that would be uh, the antithesis to who we are. So the abortion industry sees us as the antithesis, like, oh, they're... They're the opposite of what we are. we got to shut them down. That's why when pregnancy centers are attacked physically uh, with, with bombs thrown through windows and graffiti and all the like, you don't hear much about it because that's the ultimate goal is that we would shut up and leave. Well, guess what? That, that, that's not going to happen. And so now Google is, is getting in on the game, which is nothing that surprises us. We knew this was coming, but Google is now rolling out an update to default to only showing verified abortion providers in local search results for such queries. The decision comes after the company took heat from lawmakers for showing misleading search results to people looking for abortion clinics. Uh, let's see. One of Google's vice presidents of, of U.S. and Canada government affairs and public policy described the updated policy in a response to questions from Senator Mark Warren, a Democrat of Virginia, and Representative Alyssa Slotkin, a Democrat from Michigan. In a letter sent shortly before the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which protected the right to an abortion on the federal level, the lawmakers urged Google to crack down on results that pointed to, as they call them, quote-unquote, anti-abortion fake clinics. When users search for abortion clinic near me or abortion pill. They said this, we continue to update our local search services for local health-related queries, including those related to abortion services, to improve the accuracy and relevance. When someone in the U.S. searches for health care providers that provide abortions, for example, using the query abortion clinics near me, the local search results box will display facilities that have been verified to provide abortions. Users will still be able to see a wider array of results if they so choose, including from organizations that don't provide abortions. Those local search results will still be labeled to indicate whether or not facilities provide abortions. He also noted that Google had recently made more visible disclosures on abortion-related ads indicating whether or not a facility provides abortion. When people turn to Google to find local information, we aim to help them easily explore the range of places available so they can determine which are most helpful to them. For a number of categories where we've received confirmation that places offer specific services, we've been working for many months on more useful ways to display those results. We're now rolling out an update that makes it easier for people to find places that offer the services they search for or broaden their results to see more options. The new standard will also apply to other medical-related searches where Google has confirmation of the services provided, like in searches for veterans' hospitals, according to the spokesperson. And if the service users are looking for a, any, uh, in a given area doesn't come up, Google will also prompt them with the option to look farther away. And then here's what one of the, uh, one of the Congress people said. I welcome the changes that Google has announced today so that women seeking abortion services aren't directed towards what they call fake clinics that traffic in misinformation and don't provide comprehensive health services. Look, this is utter nonsense. 
You know, that that congressperson hasn't been inside of a pregnancy center. Or they would know. You know, did, did this congressperson put out a statement when Kermit Gosnell was arrested and thrown in prison for, for murdering children? Did, did they put out a statement there? Did they say that was a fake clinic? That they were allowing 15-year-olds to, to work and, and help out in the exam room and help with abortions and give pills to people? Did, did they say that was a fake clinic? That Kermit Gosnell was a fake clinic? Did they say that? No, see, because they want abortion at all costs. But, but hope is a fake clinic because we have three nurse practitioners and four nurses licensed on staff, and the, the local health department refer people to us. But, but I guess we're a fake clinic, right? I mean, here's the thing, folks. We are, we are living in a time where, where this type of nonsense is, is, is just allowed to continue. While, while pregnancy centers are literally and physically under attack across this country, you have people in Congress labeling us fake clinics. You have people in Congress like Elizabeth Warren out of Massachusetts saying that every single Center like Hope Resource Center should be shut down. While we're physically being attacked. Yeah, I talked to someone the other day and I was talking to them about security and things that are going on in pregnancy centers. And, and they called me and said, I just can't get over what you said. There are people that are actually upset about the work that you're doing. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, you're using logic in an illogical world. But yes, there are people that are upset about what we're doing. And, and, and they said, you're just helping people. How can you be upset about it? It's a great question. But that's all we're doing. You know, and, and, and frankly, if you're truly pro-choice, you understand that a large segment of of women choose life. So what are you doing for them? The abortion industry isn't offering parenting education. The abortion industry isn't offering baby showers. The abortion industry isn't offering, offering postpartum care. The abortion industry says, here, take these pills, now go home. And if you have problems, don't come back to us. Go to the ER because we can't take care of you. And then if a state says, you know what, if you're an abortion clinic in our state, you need to have ambulatory services. You need to have uh, credentials at local hospitals just in case something goes bad. And, and what happens? The abortion industry says, how dare you? How dare you hold us to a certain standard? There's abortion clinics around this country that are allowing non-medical people to participate in ultrasounds. But, but, but we're the fake clinic. There's abortion clinics in this country that are giving pills to young women and sending them on their way. Good luck. Hope it works out. There are abortion clinics in this country that have been caught on camera. That have encouraged or participated in human trafficking. But, but we're the problem. Pregnancy centers that simply want to love and serve our neighbors.
Look, folks, we have to be bold in our conversations and in our discussion on this. We have to do so with grace and with humility, but we do not water down the truth, period. And so Google and Yelp and Facebook and any other media platform can do what they want when it comes to our Google ads and and our traffic to our website and all these things. The reality is they can do all of that, but guess what? Eventually light overtakes the dark. Believe that. And and if anything, this has just made us want to do more for our community unapologetically so when we come back we're going to talk about the trigger law in the state of Tennessee and as we continue the conversation look you know there's a lot going on in the country there's a lot going on in the world and um and as we as we think about abortion as we think about life there's a couple things I want to point out uh in this segment as we as we look at specifically what's going on in Tennessee but but in the in the broader uh, scope of our country when it comes to pro-life legislation, when it comes to uh, pushing the issue of life and, and standing in opposition to abortion. And, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because I've, I've seen local interviews uh, here in Tennessee uh, by lawmakers that have uh, a, a few years ago, back in 2019, voted in favor of the trigger law. And uh, they were all for it. They were wanting it to to go through. They were they were telling us on the campaign trail, "Hey, put me in office, and I will vote for this, and I will support life. And if and when Roe is overturned, we will stand boldly for life." Well, as of late, I've I've read articles and seen interviews and seen statements by some of these same lawmakers that have made me start to question their pro life stance. But this isn't just unique to Tennessee. This is what we're seeing uh, in in many parts of our country, especially in pro-life parts of our country. And and so so what does this mean when they start to question legislation that they voted for? And and, and here's the thing. The trigger law in the state of Tennessee is three pages long. And, And really on the first page, the bulk of that page is like, the date and where it's going to be listed in the in the code and and all of that and then at the last page I don't even think it's a full page so so let's say all in all two and a half pages and I'm starting to hear lawmakers say well we need to clarify or we're this is creating confusion or we don't really know what this means we know what it is we know what it is and then just this past uh, this past session we we passed laws about abortion drugs. And we said that they cannot be shipped uh, in the mail and that they cannot be prescribed via telehealth. And we laid out definitions of abortion and laid out definitions of ectopic pregnancy and laid out definitions of spontaneous abortion, which is miscarriage. So, so we, we laid out all the definitions. We've had all the conversations. We've had all the debates. We, we've held all the votes. We've done the hard work, the right to life in in Tennessee and Susan B. Anthony and live action and pregnancy centers and lobbyists and and all these folks have done the heavy lifting. And now we have 
lawmakers questioning, well, I don't know. I don't know if we need to do this or do that or, you know, I have a concern here. You know what, what that tells me? Here, here's what I, here's what I feel in my gut. And, I, and I've had conversations with, with folks about this. I've had conversations with lawmakers about this. I've had conversations with uh, other pregnancy center leaders about this. I've had conversations with lobbyists about this. And, and here's, here's where I'm falling right now. Here's where I line up. Those that would come out and question the validity or question the uh, clarity or, or, of, of the trigger law in Tennessee, those that would say, well, you know, I'm just, I think we need some exceptions in this law. These are folks that are saying that, that literally voted for it in 2019. Voted for it. I, and I'm sure put on their, their pamphlets and flyers that they send out in the mail, we're pro-life, we're conservative, vote pro-life and conservative. But now they find themselves in a situation where, uh, oh, now I'm having to like stand bold because Roe fell. So what does that tell me? That tells me that in 2019, when some of these folks, either in Tennessee or around the country, voted for trigger laws, some of these politicians, some of these lawmakers, didn't believe the day would come. They didn't believe Roe would be overturned. So they thought, well, I'll vote for a trigger law. Of course I'll vote for a trigger law. It will allow me to raise money. It will allow me to garner a lot of votes in this pro-life area. So of course I'll vote for a trigger law, but behind the scenes they're talking to their buddies and they're talking to their staff and they're going, but Roe's never going to be overturned, so I'll never have to like, you know, do anything with it. And then fast forward to June 24th. 2022, and lo and behold, Roe falls. So Roe falls, and now you have lawmakers going, well, I think we need clarity. I think we need to add some exceptions. Literally, the, the, the ink wasn't dry on August 25th when the trigger law took effect in Tennessee, and you had lawmakers questioning, oh, maybe it's not good enough. Maybe this law goes too far. Maybe maybe this trigger law protects too much life, you know? Maybe that's what it does. Maybe it protects too much life. And, and so here's what I'm going to say. Is we need to hold lawmakers accountable at the, at the voting booth. If you're going to claim to be pro-life, that, that carries some weight. And, and, and you have to define what that means. And I don't need you to make the votes when they're easy. I need you to make the votes when they're difficult. I don't need you to do the easy thing. I need you to do the hard thing. I don't need you to, uh, you know, fan the flames and make me feel good and send me that pretty flyer and send me that pretty, that pretty piece of mail and then say go to the polls because I'm one of you. I need you to actually do something. In Nashville, I need you to actually do something in Washington, D.C., if you're a lawmaker. 
You see, I've said it before, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but right is right no matter what. I've talked with folks all over this country from all walks of life, and all of them in the pro-life movement have said, man, Tennessee is, I wish, I wish my state had a law like that. And then we, we have folks in Tennessee that are starting to get squishy on the issue because, well, now it's going to get difficult. You know, it was easy to make that vote in 2019 when Roe was the law of the land. It's a little harder now to step into that now that abortion is a thing of the past in Tennessee. Now I got I to gotta deal with what this means. Be strong. Be bold. Let me give you a sample of that. A friend of mine, I'll be transparent, a friend of mine, Jason Zachary, he's a state representative here in Knoxville. Here's his statement on the trigger law. When asked, he said, Today is a monumental win for life in Tennessee as our trigger law becomes effective. In Tennessee, the killing of babies in the womb is illegal. The only exception is for the life of the mother, which is clearly laid out in the legislation and based on the doctor's good faith medical judgment. We are working with pregnancy centers, nonprofits, and churches to ensure the resources are available to support moms, new babies, and adopting parents. Today is a milestone for Tennessee as we preserve and protect the lives of all Tennesseans. Folks, it's that simple. That's the statement we need from lawmakers. A couple paragraphs, no pontificating, just simple truth. Life is precious, and we're going to do what we can to protect it in the womb and out of the womb. We're going to foster environments in our state that celebrate parenthood. We're going to foster environments in our state that celebrate motherhood, that celebrate fatherhood, that understand we are dealing with a life in the womb. You see, it's simple, but it's hard. I get it. I get it. We want everybody to like us. We all, we all fall in that camp, you know, where we just want everyone to like us. And lawmakers want everybody to like them. Well, I want, I want all my constituents to agree with me. I want all of them to go to the poll. Look, look, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Here's the reality. If you put an R beside your name and you run as a Republican and you say the sky is blue, there will be people that refuse to vote for you because they'll say the sky isn't always blue. Sometimes it's gray. Sometimes it, sometimes it's white. Sometimes it's, you know, it's dark. If you put a D beside your name and you run as a Democrat and you say the grass is green, you're not going to get everybody's vote because there's going to be some people to say, yeah, but my grass isn't green. I don't even have grass. It's rock. Or it's dead right now. It's, it's, not, it's not green. So I'm not... I'm not going to vote you. Look, here's the reality. There are, there are going to be some folks that just go, I'm not voting for X party or, or that party. It's just not happening. But we have a tendency as, as, as human beings to desire that everyone would like us. And here's the reality. There's going to be a segment of the population that just refuses because they disagree with you on everything. And so instead of trying to win that group over, what, what tends to happen is you, you try to 
please everybody, and in doing that, you please nobody. So you upset your base, and you upset those that aren't going to vote for you anyway. And so when we look at the issue of life, whether it be a trigger law in Tennessee or some other law across this country, we need lawmakers, we need activists, we need pregnancy center leaders, we need folks in our communities that are willing, pastors that are willing to stand up and say, life begins at conception, life deserves protection, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that is the case. Whether it be a law or serving in our communities, we are going to stand for life, unapologetically so. And man, do I hope people hear this message and do just that. We'll be back. It gets frustrating when we, it seems as if we don't know how to lead from the front. If we believe life has intrinsic value, and we believe that life starts at conception, and we believe that abortion ends a unique human life. If we believe those things to be true, then, then we don't get squishy when people ask us tough questions. And, and because we're afraid that you know, this group or that group may, may say something. Right is right, no matter what. North is north. Even in a tornado, north is north. That's all. So, so when we have an opportunity to lead from the front, we have an opportunity to tell people why it is that we are pro-life. Look, even the, some of the far left folks understand our point of view. You know, Joe Rogan recently on a podcast was like, I get it. Y'all believe, pro-lifers believe it's a life. So, of course, you're doing the things that you're doing. Bill Maher the other day on his show, Bill Maher, who is a... A far left liberal for for most of his life, and now he hasn't changed, but society has changed somewhat. And so some of the things he's saying, people are like, well, hold on, that that sounds normal. Bill Maher, even the other day, who is adamantly pro-abortion, defended pro-lifers and said, y'all don't understand, they they believe it's taking the life of a human. So what else would you want them to do? Of course, they want to see laws passed to protect life. So if, if somebody on the left who is pro-abortion can articulate our arguments for us better than some of the politicians on our side that struggle to articulate it, then yeah, I get worked up. I get concerned. Are they going to tweak the trigger law? The trigger law that I was at a conference last week and multiple people from all over the country coming to me and saying, man, Tennessee's law is... That's what we need. That's what we need in our state. And now we have folks saying, we got we to gotta tweak this. We got to do, do we? Do we need to tweak it? Like it literally just got put in place. Maybe, maybe we should let it play out. I don't know. Maybe we should, hey, this was what we were hoping would happen and Roe was overturned and now our trigger law goes into place. Let's let it play out. But see, it's the fear. Well, if I don't craft this statement in just this way, I, I'm going to upset some, some folks or they're not going to want to interview me again or they're not going to approve of, of me on this or that. Here's the reality. Right is right. 
And that means in a culture that is going in the direction that it's going, it, it is going to be incumbent on us to lead from the front. It is going to be incumbent on us to, to do the right thing, even in chaotic and hard times. And I get it. It's not easy. I told reporters last week, look, it'd be much easier for me to get on Facebook or social media and just scream at the other side. That'd be much easier because I could log in, scream and log off. But you know what's hard? Leading from the front. You know what's hard? Passing legislation that would protect life. You know what's hard? Getting up every day and serving in a pregnancy center. That's hard. You know what's hard? Choosing life and being a single mom or choosing life and, and being a mom that, that's in a tough financial situation or, or choosing life and being a mom that's trying to get their college degree. These are hard things. Life is hard. But again, right is right no matter what. Do we believe that? It's kind of like I heard somebody say one time, it was, it was an atheist, and he said, if y'all really believe that you have the greatest news the world's ever seen, and that, that your Savior can bring dead people to life, like if y'all really believe the whole Jesus went on a cross and then was raised from the dead three days later, if y'all really believe that, and then you don't share it with people, you are the most evil of all evils. You see, doing the right thing's hard. But are we prepared to do it or not? I hope you are. I hope today was productive. It allowed me to vent. <laughs> Look, we, we live in some interesting times. God is good all the time. And He's sovereign over all of this. And He will be glorified no matter what. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>